I'm Annalise Seaborn, Certified Life Design Coach, and I'm your host here on Wake Your Dream, a podcast about growth and how the ways that you think and act are what create your life. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely husband, my conversation partner, Alan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, friend. Good. Good. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Happy we Monday. Just, if you, Monday if it today. sounds like we have a little laughter in our voices, we just had a couple false, false starts, starts to the <laughs> setting To up my the, intro. Yeah, to the intro. And because we, yeah, whatever. But so we're, it was yeah, funny. we're having a little laugh at that. But anyway. And when you hear the topic for today, you'll be like, oh, that's good. They had a laugh before they started talking about that. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little bit of an intense topic today. Um, but I'm hoping that the perspective that I've been able to gain and to try to work on in myself and um, that has changed for me, I'm hoping that perspective like adds adds a little bit of levity, a little bit of openness. Um, there's more wiggle room in this topic than it might seem. And so the topic is blame. And it's like, the idea is, if we're, if we take a look at that more of like the context that we usually just react with blaming, um, or with seeing other people or other circumstances are at fault for what we're going through. um, It's pretty illuminating. And it can be really helpful, actually, to take a look at those patterns. And speaking from somebody who blamed, I would say I blamed a lot more than I realized um, before I started doing some of the self-awareness work, like learning about why do I experience my life some of these different ways, like how do I handle my stress, those kinds of things. Um, Yeah, blame is a really interesting thing because it it really holds you back in ways that you don't even realize. Like blame is such a reaction sometimes for us that we just don't even realize how much it's holding us back. And it like the tricky part about that is it's holding us back while having us convinced yes that if we can find the right place to I want to say lay to the blame, but blame. yeah, place, because yeah. that feels more like it's deserved, right? Yes, correct. So it's like, if I can find the actual person or situation that is to blame is fault. for this, yes. right? Right. Then I will get I'll feel vindicated whatever, right? Or Put it, fill in the blank there. Whatever, yes. Right, but we're thinking, yeah. we're thinking that if we can figure out the actual place that this belongs. Right. And we can get that correctly attributed almost, yeah, like right? Get that person or that situation to like to to take ownership or to acknowledge it or something. But even get it even if we don't get resolved. that, right? Even if we don't get their acknowledgement, we're thinking in our heads. Yeah. If I can figure out, okay, this person has 25% of the blame. This other person has 30% of the blame. Like this situation. Exactly. Yeah. And so we we think if we can do that, if we can divide it up right. Right. And then go, and you know, I probably have 5% of the blame too. Right. But we're mm-hmm. thinking if we can get that figured out and get it all divided up properly, mm-hmm. then we're going to feel satisfied. We're going to feel a resolution to 
Right. Like the situation, what went wrong, what didn't go the way we wanted it to go. Right. And then, then I think what you were just talking about, the getting somebody else to acknowledge it. I think when we, in our heads, we divide it up and it doesn't give us that resolution. Right. Then Then we we think if they acknowledge it, then I'll get the resolution. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of start to move through these phases. yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think that, um, none of that works. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had that way of thinking for a lot of my life, right? Like, yep. okay, if I Same. just figure yeah. out, okay, this person was to blame for that. I was to blame for this. This situation was to blame for part of it. Yeah. But you, it's so unsatisfying. You don't get to the end of that thought right. and go, oh, well, now it all makes sense. It right? doesn't reach that resolution in you're, you. You're trying yeah. to... yeah intellectualize away an emotional response yeah and you know that's been literally not just with blame but literally with everything that's been my approach to life Mm -hmm. until you know a a couple years ago something like that yeah and you know, I can tell you, I ran this experiment for right. 35-ish years. I mean, you know, right. who knows right. when I started, but for a long, long, long time. Yeah. And going the intellectual route for an emotional thing yeah. has, not, has not left me feeling satisfied, but it also hasn't left right. me feeling balanced hasn't left me feeling like I have a good sense of equilibrium yeah because I'm doing the intellectualizing part right and then I'm telling myself I got this all figured out so the feeling should now match I shouldn't exactly so I shouldn't be still feeling unresolved about this right so now I'm feeling Double bad. I'm feeling bad yeah. about feeling bad. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, yep. so anyway, that, but that's what yeah. I think a lot of us, I think that's how we approach the idea of blame. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not just, um, I'm not just trying to be spiteful here. Right. I'm not just saying like, no, right. Hey, you did X amount of the bad here. So you need to feel X amount of the bad here. That's right. not really, I mean, I'm sure sometimes, but that's not the majority of what goes on here. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot more of, I, at least this is how I have experienced my own patterns of blame. Yeah. Like, where am I blaming? What do I feel like when I'm blaming? And what's what kind of my motivation? Um, I feel like mine kind of belongs in this like troubleshooting category. Okay. Where I just dealt with a hurt or a disappointment or something really uncomfortable or negative. And blame is among the first things that my brain kind of suggests to me that I do in terms of fixing it. So, so you don't repeat it. it yes, right? That's because the troubleshooting I don't want to feel okay. it again. Okay. Right. So, blame which would is, make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Like if. In a lot of other aspects of life, right? It's how we learn. That's how you learn how to be a better driver. Yes. Or for my yes. job, it's how I learn how to be a better writer, right. right? I try something and it doesn't 
like it didn't really work the way I thought it was going to work. Yes, yes. So I go, okay, well, don't do that again. Right. Try so a different thing. To figure out, right? You're trying to figure out what went wrong. Sure. And because emotions are usually a big part of how you're experiencing that hurt, at least they are for me. And I know that, you know, I know that's true as I see patterns of this, you know, in my clients, yeah. there's usually part of how they're working toward their goal is usually going to need to involve them making decisions more intentionally. And that includes catching where they're having reactive decision making. Mm. And blame shows up a lot in that kind of work, like trying to figure out where can I be more intentional so I can actually like create better results for myself and not keep finding myself in these repetitive, like I keep finding myself unsatisfied, you know? So when you say reactive, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is, um, I certainly don't think this is my definition like that. I made it up. Mm -hmm. But the way I think of reactive Mm -hmm. is um, when something happens, you can react, which is I feel angry. I feel hurt. I feel confused. Right. So I just act based on those feelings. Right. 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 Or I can respond. That's to me what I call the... I don't know about the antonym, but it's the other option, That's right? A, yes, exactly. And so it's, yeah, it's if I say, okay, yeah. inside I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling really off kilter. Right. I can respond, you know, off the cuff in anger or, you know, I can blow up, I can right. explode, I can make them feel as off kilter as I right. feel. Right. Or I can stop and think about it for a second and go, okay, hang on. I know this person. And over the course of our relationship, Mm -hmm. they have been different than what I'm thinking they just did to me. Right. So let me, instead of reacting like I'm angry, I can take a moment and say, okay, the evidence tells me that they probably were trying to make a joke just there, but I didn't take it as a joke and I got mad. Okay. So let me instead respond. Yes. So to me, when you say react, that's kind of where I kind of go with it. Is that what you're... Totally. Okay. Yes. And that's why it feels so different to you as the person. When you're making decisions from reactions and you just decide when you have that like feeling and you make a decision from that place, it's probably not going to have a lot of thoughtfulness behind it or planning behind it or like um you're probably not going to have strategized a whole lot i will say though in the pros Mm -hmm. list it's not really a pro but it feels feels better pro it feels better right so reacting feels better yes oh yeah and so like i would say the distinction right is like so that's what reaction feels better responding goes better gets you better results. Yes. <laughs> yeah like Get, you goes know better that's kind of how I think of that stuff and it's like you're trying to you're trying to notice that it goes better in a like ultimately you got better results kind of way oh for sure because like, with reactions you, yeah you know that in the moment that is a release of of energy which is what your emotions they bring up a lot of energy in you yeah and it's really hard to like remind yourself to use that space between the feeling and the decision or between the feeling and the choice you need to remind yourself to like visualize kind of a space there sure 
that's what gives you the the difference between the reaction and the response. I don't feel like I can even choose a response if I don't see the space there, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you kind of catch that? I think I get, yeah. My my experience of that is different, but Mm. I think I'm following... Okay. You know, generally what you're saying. Okay. So you could feel yourself kind of used to this, um, the reactive way kind of tends to feel like something happened. You started to feel a feeling just start to bubble boil up in you. And then there's something that you just pick to just do. Either whether it's like lashing out at the person maybe, or maybe it's like, starting to stew inside of yourself, starting to be like, oh, that wasn't even right. That wasn't even fair. And then like you're starting to create this, right? Like, like, like you're, you're no longer even hearing what they're saying yes, because the you're com- now listening to what's going on in your head. Right. Because right? it's almost like what happens in that moment when the spiral of reaction, when that starts, you're starting to now disconnect yourself from the context of what happened. And you're starting to get caught oh, up in a story interesting. about okay. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yep. I, at least I feel like the way I understand this in a way that like helps the most is that that's why the emotions stay so high is because you're disconnecting from reality and you're connecting with this new story about what it is that happened to you. Sure. So so you continuing to think about Yeah, and like mull it over. Yeah, mull like, it over the think story. Think about all the all the aspects of what happened. You're feeding the flame of, of the, the negative the big negative emotion. Yes. And you're just becoming more and more convinced that this person was at fault because yeah. of this. It's really obvious. Anyone would agree it's with so me. Obvious. Right? Yes. It feels yeah. so factual and yeah. so um, I know I've experienced it this way. You can tend to feel really righteous about blaming. Right. Well, I was just like, thinking. Man, like this was just wrong. And I'm so right to see it this way. And like I, it needs to, the, you know, this thing needs to be righted. This was a wrong that was done. And like it starts to really just kind of gain traction in you. Sure. Yeah. In a, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I was just thinking about the fact that like some of the times right we're we're just caught up in the moment and we're mm-hmm. wanting to blame mm-hmm. but there are you know a good number of times where that thought and the story that goes behind it yes we're actually right yes about yes what this person's intentions were yes about oh this is a pattern with them this happen. is what they do to me yeah you know and right but, but even then just hyping yourself up yeah about that fact yep doesn't do you much good right like the, the thing i've is done when, it right. for sure you've done right. it i've done it and it, it and really, sure you can right. feel but like you say right. it leaves you feeling that righteous indignation right yeah and, you're like, and that's like kind of adrenaline There's i was wrong and i and that's right that i should be mad about this yeah but you know, it really, it leaves you just yeah, riled up, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's, that's what's so, that's what starts to be so like detrimental, even if you never acted on 
the blamingness that you have started to like kind of start to cultivate after it starts to happen, you kind of pour, you know, you pour fuel on that flame. Yeah. That's what starts to become damaging for you is it's taking up all of your energy in the moment to just keep fueling this story and the way that that feels and the way you feel when you think of that person or you think of that situation. So it starts to eat you up even if you're not acting on it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I I do want to just quickly touch on, especially I open this door to talking about like, you might be right even that someone is to yeah, blame. And you know, I want to touch on that. And too I just minute. wanted yeah. to add quickly though, um, what we're talking about here of working through this process mm-hmm. and of helping this, helping this emotional part of it to yeah. subside rather than to grow and dictate decision making. Yeah. I, I want to add in that for the situations where there is an abusive or a traumatic yes. or a, um, you know, a, an unjust like factually like in there was the, abuse that happened yeah like yes. unjust yeah. in the sense of there's a deprivation of human needs right, or a right. you know an invasion yeah. or a uh, yeah I'm, I'm not thinking of the right word Just like, like a transgression like of what valuing other people's um what they should be getting access to or those yeah. kinds of things yeah. that's not like, what we're yeah. so trying in, to talk in the about case of here. you know yeah. of abuse in the case of yeah um you know deprivations that are causing harm physical harm and things like that like that isn't that isn't the arena the that we're of what about. we're talking mm-hmm. about and i just wanted to no, that's clarify that cuz we started talking about some kind of bigger heavier versions of this at yeah. least that's where i was going inside yeah. of me and i'm like okay we need to you know just set some boundaries here on what we are and what we're the scope and of what, what we are talking, talking about. about you know completely like and if you are in yeah. a, a situation where you're being abused and you're being traumatized yeah you know, absolutely and that blame allows you to get the motivation to take action mm-hmm. and to change things uh that's that's awesome that's it's what it's for right that's what it's it actually is for and this is actually a great segue to um what I wanted to say about that piece of it too, there's a fine line here, right? Where you're, like I said, like for me, the blaming response or the blaming reaction, I, I, I should say, um, it comes from a place in me that I'm trying to make sense of what just happened and I'm trying to fix it. So okay. I'm trying to troubleshoot sure, sure. and sometimes blame is like, because it's one of those first things out of the gate, it helps me to not feel as uncomfortable if I can put blame somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's such like, that's why it's kind of, um, it kind of sneaks up on you that you are picking to blame because sometimes it's, it presents itself as such a fact. Sure. It's like, it's well, like, this is obviously. It's the first way that you can kind of get a handhold to wrap your head around like what just the situation. Happened. Yes. So okay. what I yeah, wanted okay. to hmm. say about that is like, it's more, um, there's a fine line there where what you're, what you're kind of landing on, like what you were saying in the very beginning of like sort of dividing up, like who was responsible or what was responsible for what just happened. Mm-hmm. and that 
is actually it's beneficial to right. start to recognize what the context was of what just happened right right and blame, that's helpful to know like if yes, i'm going to be in the same right. situation a week from now totally it's going to be good to know what went wrong and why yeah and if and i need to sidestep what we can change yes and that's I mean, that's kind of what blame is, right? Right. It's trying to figure out, like, what do I need to avoid? Who do I need to avoid or address? Or it's starting to make sense of that. But where it steps over that fine line, um, because like I said, in, in that sense, it can be helpful because it's coming from a desire in you to want things to turn out better or want things to not repeat. So catching that energy really helps you accept, right? Like this makes total sense. It's okay at first to be wading into this and starting to notice the context pieces here, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, as you're saying that, like that sort of unlocked in me Mm -hmm. the realization that that is true, Mm -hmm. right? That blame is just if you took all everything else out of the situation yeah and said we're gonna figure out what just went wrong right what share of the blame belongs to each person and each circumstance yes right that that's almost a different use of the word blame almost a different definition thank you for saying that what i'm thinking of when i'm thinking of what I'm doing when I'm reacting, when yes. I'm, when there's the emotionally charged, right. like, right. because that, that part of it, if I'm doing blame while I'm reacting, yes, I'm not trying to figure out, right. Hey, when this inevitably happens again in the future, what's a constructive how way? How do to we make sure that it. I don't repeat what okay. I just did? You don't repeat what you just did. Yeah. I'm not thinking that. Right? Exactly. When I'm yes. doing the blaming, when I'm emotionally charged, when right. I'm reacting, I am thinking, yeah, this went bad and I bear some responsibility, but you bear 65% of it. So mm-hmm. it's mostly your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what it's doing. And even catching how you just said that, um, that's how I experience when I'm in blame mode as well. Yeah. And what it makes me do is just kind of focus my energy on what the other person is responsible for yeah. instead of what I'm responsible for, which is the only thing I can control. Right, right. And so even if I'm You're right, like a, technically they're 65% more yeah. whatever responsible than me, I'm still not focusing my energy on something I can do anything about. Sure. And that in itself is disempowering and it feels like the wind is going out of your sails. When yeah. You start I'm just, to I'm just sitting staring way. at you because I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I am convinced that you're right. Yeah. And I also am just like, oh man, that's, that's just one of the biggest frustrations. Yeah. Right. Of is. like, when you know when people are like well if there's 80 percent of the blame is the other person well that other 20 percent is on you shouldn't even you know yeah and like that's what you can focus on and i'm like right what no this does this is not right you know i know I mean? like, so <laughs> this is where it gets pretty wild and um for those of you listening if if you listened to um any of the more recent people pleasing episodes that we did 
Um, I'm sure I think that somewhere in there we were talking about some of these like weirder and more subtle ways that people pleasing Mm -hmm. shows up. And that's where this topic gets very interesting because to look at blame from a different angle, to notice where it's coming from, like, why do I do it? I'm trying to like make sense of something or I'm trying to quickly, um, I notice my feelings, I notice my discomfort, and I'm just trying to shift the way that I feel by assigning blame or fault, right? And even if I'm technically correct, looking at it more like, am I responsible or are they responsible? In what ways, where does the responsibility lie? And starting to notice it from that angle could actually be kind of my step forward in more of a constructive way instead of a pouring fuel on the feeling fire kind of way. So the so if I'm hearing you right, yep. the distinction that I talked about earlier between like reacting and responding, yes, maybe that's kind of the distinction similar between blaming and assigning responsibility yes, a little bit. Yes, like, because not exactly, but kind of in a way, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, when you start to like help yourself grow by becoming more self-aware and by doing more feelings work or thought work where you're just getting a little more familiar with like what you're actually thinking in a moment, what you're actually feeling in a moment, and then what you're actually doing about that. Um, it just really helps to remember that if you don't intentionally handle things in, in a direction that you want to be moving in, you will probably unintentionally consistently find yourself moving in a like worse direction for you. Mm. And it's the same with this. It's like not assuming you're bad or you're you're guilty if you just found yourself blaming somebody or something. You're you're guilty if you just started finding fault or you that's how you've been using that energy. The point is not to beat yourself up for what you are finding that you're doing. The point is to see why you're doing it in the first place. Sure. Because we're sure. always we're always even reacting in order to try to get a need met. Okay. Yeah. And that's a legitimate thing. Like we do have needs. And if we've just been hurt or disappointed, even if we disappointed ourselves and then we try to blame somebody or something else to mm. make ourselves feel better or like not feel as uncomfortable because we don't want to disappoint ourselves like those feelings are really they're really intense I don't want to let myself down and there's there's a lot I would react and do in order to distract myself from what I did in order to not feel like I should take responsibility um, try to find every other reason under the sun to not take responsibility yeah, yeah. because that's a such an uncomfortable for me. It's like crawling out of my skin kind of sure. feeling. I hate being wrong. I hate making mistakes. I hate failing my myself, failing what um, people important to me are, you know, experiencing or what they would want. I really, really hate to be in those feelings. Yeah. And for you, that that ends yeah. up, you know, when we have a discussion, what that ends up feeling or, or playing out like right. is you like if we talk about what went wrong and right. and like where there was some responsibility on your end for it. Right. You're like. Not 
not you don't use these these words but this is like sort of the general vibe it's like okay yep i get it all right let's yep. move on i'm you know? really really wanting that part of the conversation to be as short as possible yeah and what's weird is that was even a growth step for me yeah true from the very beginning of me starting to become aware of this i was so uncomfortable that i would just at least this was what i remember i would just kind of burst into tears yeah if I was ever, if you were ever like, you or whoever's bringing it up, you know, was ever like, hey, this wasn't great when you did this or when you said this, yeah. this was not helpful. Yeah. Like, hey, where did that come from? Like, that yep. wasn't, that wasn't great. You know, I was so uncomfortable with that feeling that I just let you down or, you know, sure. let another person or another situation down. Yeah. That I could not stand how it felt in my body. Right, right. I couldn't stand to be the one responsible yeah. for that. Yeah. And so I've grown, I'm yeah, shocked yeah, yeah. in ways sure. when I look at it and when I say it like this, because it kind of brings me back like, oh, wow, that was, that was a very different experience of me going through life. Like yeah. I was just trying to avoid at all costs, you know, like that feeling of being responsible. And then needing to make reparation or, you know, then me needing to accept that responsibility. Sure. Yep. And those were some of my early steps were, okay, if I can stand it, what I needed to remind myself and what I started to remind myself intentionally, because again, these reminders of when you're like, I actually really want to grow in this area. I would love to be somebody that can take responsibility. Because I was starting to find out taking responsibility makes me feel very empowered. Mm, yeah. Taking responsibility yeah. reminds me I can, I can actually, if I did something about it that led to this, I can do something about it that leads me to a better result. Yeah. I, I love that. I, um, it was wild yeah. to start that. Yeah. You know, I, I never really thought of it in these specific words until pretty recently mm -hmm. but kind of my theory on feeling bad about mm -hmm. something that mm -hmm. we did I think the reason that exists is so that we can do it different the next time mm -hmm. you know and so I like it doesn't exist so that we're putting ourselves in our place and like remembering that we're awful and remembering see these yeah. are the things I thought it was supposed to yeah I you thought I was supposed like, to react I'm supposed with to just, hate toward myself. Yeah, I'm you know? supposed to just, um, yeah. you know, beat myself up about this. Right. Like, depending on how big the mistake was, right, then right. maybe I beat myself up for like a half an hour if it wasn't a big deal. And maybe like a few hours if it was a little bigger that deal. That is exactly what it was you like. Know, maybe maybe the whole 12 day. hours if it yeah. was a pretty big deal. Maybe 24 right. hours, you know. Yeah. And like... um you know, we're, we're all human and we're going to have right. different levels of reaction and different levels of different ways that shows like, up. How yeah. Like how it. hard it hits us sometimes, right. you know? Um, but my, my thinking on it is like when I encounter my mistake, I don't, I wouldn't say that I embrace feeling bad, mm -hmm. but I would say I don't, I don't shy away from it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's because I go like, well, yeah, I, I don't want to do this again next time. Right. And so if I, if I really let it kind of sink in for me, mm -hmm. like, 
what I did here, why that was a mistake, how it caused negative outcomes, you know, for whether it's for me, for other people, for property damage, you know, like whatever it is, like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, I'm unfortunately reminded of that. Yeah. Every time I use our smallest cutting knife, it like, it's like a, a cutting what it, it's not a, a cutting block, but it's a like, paring knife. Okay. Yeah. But they go in one oh, of those little like knife block. Knife block. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we got it for our yeah, um, I think I know what you're talking we about. We got it for our wedding <laughs> and we've had it for forever. Like yeah. I sharpen the knives and they work really good. Right. And the smallest one, I dropped it and the tip hit the ground. It kind of bent. You know, and so <laughs> it, it was like yeah, boing. the very tip is like curled a little bit. Yeah. And I see that whenever I Oh, you know, God. whenever I yeah. use that knife and I, I it's do funny. a lot of the food prep and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I see that, you know, like at and least like, two or three oh, times a week, I you know, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think of it every time, but when That's I good. think of it, it does. Bo- I'm like, oh man, I wish that thing wasn't curled up. Like <laughs> that really bothers me. I've tried to, I've tried to get the curl out of it Yeah, and it just it won't so happen, much. you know, but when I see that. Yeah. I don't take it as like, oh man, I ruined that knife. And every time I hold that knife, I'm reminded of my failure. Right. (laughs) Right. Like I see it more like, man, this is why I have to be really careful. Sure. When I'm using more delicate, delicate, more delicate (laughs) equipment. Yes. Because if I'm not paying attention for a moment, like I can end up doing some damage. Like I think. I can't remember if I dropped it or if I like turned and my arm swept it off, sure. you know, but it, it yeah. was something like that, right? A, Where it was yeah. a, it was an accident. It was a but mistake you were like, of inattention. Yeah. You were you know? like, I could have been more careful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, now I'm like, okay, keep that on my radar more. Yeah. Especially now. Cause I don't, we didn't have dogs at the time. Right. You know, now we have dogs, <laughs> you know, uh, the whole time my feet are on the ground, so I should have cared in the first place. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. so I say all that rambling thing that maybe only halfway fits with what we're talking about. But to say yeah, that for me, feeling bad about something, the whole purpose of it mm-hmm. is to help set me up for the future behavior that's more in line with what I actually want. Exactly. And so, so I don't view being wrong. Like I kind of go, I'd rather find out I'm wrong about something today. Right. Than next week. Then continue Even to be wrong. It's going to suck today. Realizing it. But then I'm not going right. to be wrong for that next week. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and yeah. so that's kind of how I view some of that your, stuff. Your way of handling that has definitely expanded me. Um, and this is a cool part too, of allowing other people to allowing yourself to learn from how other people do things. Like if I didn't let myself learn from how you do things, um, I wouldn't have such like a clear example of how things could be different for me. Sure. And I, also you learned from me that part. Yes. I learned from you yeah. the part about the context. Okay. Yeah. You know, the context right. of the relationship, the context of right. even that conversation. Right. You know. Right. Because I would I would be viewing it like, 
well, in this standalone event, you said this. Right. So I know that means this. Right. And you're like, but you've known me or this other person for right. like years and years. Does that seem like something Does they would have meant? You right? know? And I'm like, yeah. Well, they said it. <laughs> right. I know. And that yeah. you slowly helped me to see. Yeah that context and and now it's kind of the way I think about that stuff yeah it's so interesting too because neither you or I in this scenario had to become different people but we yeah allowing ourselves to be expanded by that different perspective and the different yeah the different perspective of what this means and how you can handle it yeah has been like such a game changer it's expanded what I'm what I think I'm even capable of. Yeah. You know, I I love that you highlighted that because that's, yeah, I don't know if that's other people's biggest fear about change. Right. But I do think that's mine. People are, I'm like, yeah, no, I like, I like who I am. Right. I'm not trying to become a totally different person who's suddenly like, you know, just all the, you know, all these negative things I have in my head. Yes. Cause I don't want to be, like that. And I felt those same ways. I yeah. was like, I don't want to lose myself yeah. in this changing, changing how I do things. No, like, and that's where it's interesting that we're allowed to say, like, instead of having to be so defensive about our identity and be like, well, that's just me. Like, I just do that. That's just me. Like, we don't have to be so in a box with ourselves either. Right. And when like you're growth is yeah. a good thing. Because so because when of you these, get there, you're not going to regret it. Yes. You're going to go, oh, like you said, the word you used yeah. earlier, like it expanded yes. my understanding. Yep. That's what the process feels like. Like I'm not suddenly, yeah. you know, like, oh, I never evaluate things based on objective yeah. what happened, you yeah. know, like, yeah. but for some reason that's the caricature my mind has of someone who's like taking in the context right. like oh so now I'm someone who can never never like land. make a decision because I'm yeah. going well okay but if this is this then this is this right and this, you everything's know everything's like, an exception my and it's goodness like, I can't live like that and I thought but I'm about not. right you know I made the changes and I'm not living like and that. I thought about your way the black and white stuff that was coming to my head was like well, then everything I'm just going to be nervous to do because I'm going to be trying to be so cautious everywhere I go and I just won't ever be able to choose to try anything. Right, right. But again, you're invited to this other perspective if you start to look at it that way. So even the difference between blame and responsibility, Mm -hmm. those two are very actually interconnected and you're invited to look at it that way. Yeah. And when you start to notice in yourself that you're invited to look at it, engage with it, make meaning out of it that's different from where you were when you started, that starts to be very empowering. Right. Because then you can put your own stamp of ownership on it. It doesn't have to be you showing up this exact way. And you start to be kind of on to your brain like, I'm on to you. Yeah. I see you're trying to black and white this because you don't want me to change at all. Sure, sure. But I'm realizing, for instance, if I feel bad, um, you know, if I'm starting to blame myself, right? Because we're talking about these reasons why we do it. We can do it out of defensiveness 
against feeling bad ourselves. So we push our blame outward. We push okay. it on other people or yep. other situations. So we're trying to defend ourselves from that feeling. Sure. Yep. We could do it out of self-punishment. You mm. know, yep. we could start to punish ourselves for things we can't control because maybe we tried the blame externally and then realized I can't pin it anywhere. So now I'm just going to blame myself because yep. yep. there's nowhere else to blame. So it must be me. And the, and then if that's true, then I deserve to feel yeah. Then bad I deserve for it, right? whatever. Because yeah. it's starting to go alongside of that narrative of that that story that started yeah. when the feeling started, right? And then, or we could do self punishment for things we disappointed ourselves in, mm. like you were just talking about, like this. And that one, I want to kind of push on and show a different perspective there too, because um, I've talked about before. We've talked about before how feelings are a signpost. Yeah. Right. That's all they're meant to be. They're meant to get your attention and show you that there's something really important to you. There's something you really value that's not getting supported or that's getting threatened. That's just something to notice as, again, taking kind of an empowering perspective of saying, I'm invited to look at this in a different way. If I remember that emotions are only there to point me to something important to me that I value that can really help me when I'm disappointed in myself for making a mistake, for Mm. acting in a way that I wish I didn't. Right. Regret is actually a really helpful feeling to name because if I regret how I showed up somewhere, all that's there for is to point me to what I wish I would do instead. Right. So So it's it's actually a positive. Yeah. It's trying to pull my focus to something that will give me life you're kind of Not throwing up a away. like the emotional part of you yeah is kind of throwing up i don't want to say a red flag but throwing up a flag of some kind right, right? in your face and That's it feels saying, that way yeah hey no this is what we actually want yes and and to kind of bulldoze through that right or by to, lashing that energy out at something else sure, or sure. lashing that energy out at yourself yeah that's missing the entire point yeah. of why the emotion is so big and so intense right, in the right. first place. Yeah. It's not so intense because it, it's telling you, you got to let me be in the driver's seat. Yeah. It's intense because it's like, look my way. I'm I trying have to get your to attention. You. Yeah. Yes. It's the only way I know how. It's the only way. And it's, Man. isn't that so interesting? It's interesting. And I, that's so wild. I also, like yeah. you, so I, I'm trying to think when this was that you first you came across the emotions are data. Yeah. So that was it that was, was probably like, like four years. I was going to say, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And it was before I did my emotional. Right. Like, like openness and, and learning, therapy. learning how to mm-hmm. tap into my emotional world. Right. And like you were on that kick, like you probably oh, said emotions so are data, you know, like. I don't know, every other day, right? For like probably a multiple month window. Yes. And I was so annoyed and so (laughs) sick of hearing that. And I was like, man, I hate this little phrase. Like, why? Right. And yeah, I get now to, so four years ago or whenever version of me was like, come on, like, you got to let this go. This is not the insight (laughs) that you think it is, you know? Right. Um, And then sitting here today and thinking Mm -hmm. about that. I'm like, emotions really are data. You yeah. know, that's that's what I'm yeah. 
I'm continually finding is more and more and more true for myself yeah. than I ever would have known, right? Right. And um, it's just really wild to see that, yeah, sometimes it's telling me, hey, I'm excited about this right. more than right. I realized I was. Yeah. Sometimes it's telling me I'm... Disproportionately I have negative, disappointed, I have maybe. negative anticipation. I can't think of a word for yeah. that. Like, I'm not looking forward to doing this yeah. more than I thought I was not looking like forward dread. to. Yeah, but Ish. yeah, maybe not quite. That's an intense you know, word. But, but yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. You know, and then there's other times where I'm like, oh, this is what I'm hoping happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's just all these things that I'm realizing like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is like these big emotions are they're telling me information about my about experience and about and you <laughs> why would i not want who that? you are because like, why did you, i not right why did i not trust hmm. that that could be a helpful thing and i think you know we've when talked in, this isn't yeah. you know this isn't about blame at this point but um <laughs> you know it was hmm. like like i talked about I don't know, five, six, eight episodes ago of saying like, I was, I was realizing that I was thinking I'm supposed to have positive experiences. Yeah. And so then a negative moment or experience is an aberration that detracts from, you know, what I'm thinking is like going to be a good day. right? Right. Or whatever. Right. Right. And um, so I, I think that was part of it, at least. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have these negative emotions, but I'm supposed to be doing good. Right. You know, and, and it's you, like. And then you feel guilty or double bad on top of it. At least yeah, that's ha- not, that happens for me. Yeah. I don't feel guilty, but I feel like. Oh, there's another another, another like, thing that's bad about me or something. No, not about me. Oh, that's good. Like, ah, yeah. oh, it's another bad day. Uh, like that's, sure. that's kind of how, you know, and it's like, it starts to feel like oh, my lot it feels kind of defeating. Like, yeah. All right. Put another one in the loss column, know. you know? And you're like, yeah, but, but yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like life is ups and downs right. and right. Boring sections in between. Right. right. <laughs> like that's exactly. kind of the deal. Right. Right. Um, you know yeah so I don't know that's why this like I said I was kind of getting us off of blame but a a little bit but blame comes from the emotional (laughs) blame comes from that emotional state of being right sure blame comes from that energy the energeticness that you're feeling in the moment yeah that's where that's where it starts to sprout from okay at least in my experience marginally tied in but no I'm usually not blaming if I'm not really feeling anything one way or the other or if not you're really feeling blaming. positive, <laughs> or if I'm feeling emotions, positive, you're not blame blaming. is not even on the radar, yeah. right? Yeah, you're, so yeah, yeah, you're like giving credit. Maybe you're looking where to give credit, but not where you. to give blame. Exactly. You know? So noticing where it comes from, that's why that's really important. And yeah. making emotions, they don't have to all be your friends. You know, sometimes I'm thinking about these phrases, at least not right off the bat, right? Don't make that your step one. Um, sometimes I hear these phrases in emotional, like health or emotional wellness. That's like befriend your anxiety, you know, like befriend your anger. And it's like, I appreciate what they're trying to 
to pull your focus to and they're trying to tell you what's possible. But sometimes I think that's less helpful at the very beginning because I don't immediately think, yeah, I want to be friends with this really intense anger emotion. But what I... Well, but if it's data, like you say, it's more like a street sign. That's what I mean is like... I don't need to befriend the street sign at the corner of our house (laughs) for it to tell me where I am. You know, and for me to pay attention yeah. to it. Yeah. Now I know what it's for. Yeah. So now I'm not asking it or needing it to be different than yeah. it is. I'm looking at it for what it's for. It's trying to pull my attention. Hey, something really matters to you. Yeah. And that's the part I need to put my energy into. Right. So even it's valuable. energy right. is valuable energy. It's valuable. And so I think what yes. I did for so long is said, if it's a negative emotion, then I assign negative negative meaning to it. Yeah. 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 So so if I have a negative emotion, then I'm like, well, that's not good. Right. right? Then things are going negatively. And instead of saying, you know, like, of course, right. Like some street signs are bad. Yeah. And that they give you bad news that you're way farther from where you wanted to be than you thought. Right. Or you have right? to slow way down. But the down. street sign itself yeah. is still a neutral thing. Right. It's just telling you, hey, here's where we are. Now you can say, uh-oh, <laughs> that's not good because that's not where I want to be. Right. Okay. That's fine. Yes. But to say the negative emotion, having it is negative. Yeah. That's what I Exactly. That's what I was catching and going, yeah, that's not that's not doing me any good. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's what a lot of people it's what I would think most people do with negative emotions. Because well, they it feel sense. awful. It's what you know, it's like kind of the obvious response <laughs> yeah. to it. Right? right. Like and that's what I want. I feel sad. Right. I don't want to feel sad. I feel anxious. I don't want to feel anxious. Yeah, it's, it's I a, feel mad. I don't want to feel right. mad. It's Do you a want state, me to stop? Yeah. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though. Um, it's a state of being that we want to change or fix right away. Yeah. And what I have found a lot of freedom in and a lot of openness in is um, where I would normally have gotten frustrated with that idea of like the way out is through. Um, sometimes I would feel like that's impossible. Like, I don't want to move through this. I want to skip it entirely right. or get it out of the way. Right. Yeah. This is a theme we've talked about in other episodes when it comes to emotions. But when you remember, when you can remember why it's there, that's what gives you the way through. Mm. And that's what gives you even, even the desire to move through it because it reminds you you're working with what's, what's there to help you now. You're not working against your own self. Sure. Because that's what you're doing whenever you let big emotions just reaction into actions that don't help you. They don't help other people. They don't help the situation. And you end up finding yourself in these same spirals and the same the stories are what's negative. Once you start creating, like allowing your brain to make these associated like negative meanings with negative feelings, you'll get caught in that same negative meaning story. Mm, Yeah. All of us have them, right? Because we develop this kind of way of moving through hard emotions and really big emotions. We, we developed this when we were kids. So as adults, we get to 
rewire our brains genuinely that's what our brains are made to be able to do as adults so can i can i ask a clarification in different ways than we're used to yeah so you said we develop these like strategies when we're kids yeah so but we get to rebuild them now so is that essentially like we're going oh i understand Mm -hmm. why i shut down when I feel big emotions because yes. I would get in trouble for, you know, expressing emotions. Yeah. And, I, you know, probably I wasn't doing it in a healthy way, right. you know, in all fairness. Right? right. Right. But I would get in trouble for that. And so I learned now I don't feel big emotions around people. Right. I'd address that privately. Right. Right. And then we can go, Okay, I see why that rule came into place. I see why you started doing it this way because when you were 10 or 12, you were either told to go away or you just started to go away because that was what was being communicated to you. Yeah. But now we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, exactly. We can use a different strategy. Yes. Because of XYZ, right? That's kind of what you're. Exactly. Okay. It's okay. reminding yourself you're in charge. That's one of my biggest deal things. But also about like life. addressing that there was a time when you weren't and exactly. so you made do. That's why like, it makes sense. Like we are we operate by stories a lot of the time. There's yeah. stories that play in the background. We don't think about it that way. But we're always making something mean something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when we see what the original meaning was, like, why am I getting caught in this blame cycle? Why am I getting caught? You know, I one of my coping things was like telling little white lies. Sure. Like genuinely, I was like, um, I'm telling the truth, but like it's that didn't technically happen. But this, you know, this is the point. And if you come away with the point, then that's, you know. Yeah. But it was like that's even a way of distracting yourself from being in the real part of your life. That's even a way of disconnecting from the context that's right. actually going on for you. Right. And so for me to notice, I had good intentions, but the actions that I was taking was not getting me the satisfaction of being me in a free way. Yeah. Instead, I was like feeling like I had to curate things. I had to control things. Sure. Pick them and choose them and only give this much in order to be valuable or in order to like... You know, like in order for it to work. Yeah. And starting to strip away those things. And blame is one of those things I have felt like just being really reactive in assigning blame or assigning fault. um, It just feels like that is another thing that gives you that gives you control. But it's deceptive because it actually takes your empowerment away. Yeah. It takes your choices away. If everything else is responsible and you're not, or you're not focused on what you are responsible for, you won't feel like you can do anything about it. You have nothing to work on, nothing to resolve, (laughs) nothing to fix yourself. It's kind of... So you're just like, well, next time I hope they do this differently. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're going to feel helpless when they're the the only... Yeah. They're the only... Like one with any... um, Wow, I cannot think of the word. Agency? Agency. That's the exact thing. You love you. that word. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> the only one with any agency. Right. And so I'm just 
waiting for life to happen exactly. around me. And it, yeah, and that, mm. that starts to communicate that to me in my life. Right. The more, like you said before, the more we act like something is true, yeah. we start to believe it must be true yes. because of how we're acting. Exactly. Right? But we don't even notice that those are the reasons why we believe that. Yeah. And that's the thing about like you're trying to say, like honoring the fact that these things started at a time that I might have been treated certain ways for being myself in certain sure. ways. And I did have less agency. And I did and have I, less. Yeah. I did have less agency yeah. and I did have less like capability of being in charge of my brain mm-hmm. also. But that's the gift that it is for your brain to be fully developed as an adult is yeah. like you get to rewire some of those stories and really create that space like that space between your emotion and your action, your emotion and your decision it starts to become available to you to actually even make a decision intentionally Okay. where before you were living out of default and it just, you couldn't see any choices that you did have. So all you had was blame or all you had was like pushing fault on something else. Right. But all that made you feel was helpless to your circumstances over time. Right. Um, Especially in certain contexts, right? This doesn't happen across the board for us as humans usually. Um, we don't necessarily like, you know, get a complex about like, well, now I can't do anything in my life, mm-hmm. although it can grow into that. But just catching which context or area of your life this might apply to, that could be really helpful. Um, so one thing I wanted to kind of list here, because I think it's kind of important, um, is so I kind of went over the why do we do it? Mm-hmm. And I just gave some some reasons that came up for me as I was thinking about patterns and what my clients are working through and me, um, you know, just in life like that. So defensiveness, you know, not wanting to be wrong, yep. um, being really uncomfortable when we make mistakes. Mm. So we tend to push the blame out for that, right? Self-punishment um, for things I can't control or for things I disappointed myself in, you know, we push the blame on our own self for that and we kind of hold it and dwell in it. Um, and then also just that feeling that those big feelings give us of like, I need to make something or someone responsible. Mm, Yeah. And we're just not, we're not even thinking clearly. We're not really thinking straight at that point. We just want to push that energy onto something so that we have something to feel awful at. Right. 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 So that is a really important thing to notice about where blame can come from in these different ways, because feeling the feeling is your best way through. It's meant to be felt. You're meant to see what it's pointing to. You know, maybe maybe the hurt was that something made you or somebody made you feel not valuable Mm -hmm. and you know that you're valuable. But you hate that feeling that somebody can take that away is what it seems like. Sure. And so allowing that feeling to show you that you need a sense of value and that you are able to give that to yourself when you see that that's what you need. Yeah. But if you don't even know what you need in the moment, you're walking around with this big hole in you like that you're trying to get filled. But like right now you're angry and you're it's starting to turn into hate or resentment or like, you know, and it just doesn't have to do that Mm -hmm. when you get to the bottom of like, where is this coming from? Right. What is this telling me I need um, is a great question when you're feeling the negative emotion. So what blame does 
is it ends up just distracting you. Hmm. That's on a mundane level, right? Yeah. And our petty yeah. little blames or yeah. little faults. And, and I put myself into that too, you know, like you got to catch when you're doing it. It's a pretty human reaction to do. Um, but it's just distracting me mm. from where I could be putting my energy, like what would feel better inside of me on a daily basis. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Right? Yeah. And it disempowers me. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. It disempowers you when you blame because, again, you're putting your good energy, your like energy that could really be used for good. You're just like giving it to a situation sure. or a person. Um, and you don't feel access to it anymore. So that's disempowering. Um, it also disconnects you, right, from the context of your life. Kind of makes you feel um, incapable. It reinforces feelings of you're not enough or you don't have enough or, you know, this could happen at any time. It reinforces feelings of fear. Right. Yeah. And just catching that, like you don't want to feel disconnected from that, right? And for me, especially, this is why this point came up for me, is it keeps your blind spots blind. Mm. Blaming and fault finding uh, really takes so much focus off of yourself, which that, you know, the, the anger, the discomfort or the hurt, that's trying to show you something in you that you have a need to get filled now. Mm. And if you are not focusing on your own need, you're going to stay in blind spots and not even know why you're getting poor results, maybe in a relationship or in a life context, right? And then I kind of made a little what's the antidote list. Okay. Um, so these are kind of interesting ideas, like ways to reframe. I've talked about a couple of them, but one of them is notice what you need and honor that more. For me, when I say honor that more, what I'm talking about practically is spending two minutes you know, spend two minutes focusing on that part of yourself. Okay. Um, that can be a really helpful starting point. And that for me was kind of a... And you might be surprised that the yeah. insights that kind of pop into your head yeah. when you start paying attention, right? It's 100% true. And if you think about it, how, how much time do you ever really spend just alone with yourself because you're trying to listen to yourself? Right. You're trying to learn what you're trying to say to yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's what emotions are for. So that can be very helpful. Um, and also the antidote in this list is like practicing the action of letting go. If I don't need to assign blame right away when I feel like pushed up against or hurt or um, angry, if I don't have to assign blame right away, I can just let go of the pressure of that feeling and just allow myself to just feel it all the way through. Mm, yeah. If I don't have to fight it and I don't have to push that feeling somewhere, either out or at me, I can just let it flow better. Yep. It's not, it's still going to remain really uncomfortable because that's what the feeling is supposed to be showing me is right. like, you have a need and it's not getting met. Well, that's an uncomfortable thing. Yeah. But if I practice an action of letting go instead of like needing to do something right away, that helps a ton. Um, another antidote is taking responsibility, right? And I mm. really want to put a like self-compassionate lens on that where you're not making yourself bad. You're just noticing this isn't what I want to be showing up as. Right. I want right. more for myself. It's not. Right? It's not the 
and I only can picture this from like movies or whatever, but it's not the drill sergeant that's yeah. like looking at your uniform and your boots and your yeah. cot and like <laughs> you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. It's more right. like if you're going to conduct a self-evaluation right. and say, do I want to do things tomorrow the exact way that I did things today? Or are there right. some things I would rather tomorrow do a different way that I would call better. Exactly. You know, I, like, I love the word you just used too. Would I rather mm, show up in a different mm, way? Yeah. That that word has actually been really helpful for me to like make little better thoughts for myself. Okay. That help me take responsibility in a way that doesn't shame myself. Sure. Instead it's empowering. It's like let it be that that open and that right. inviting for yeah. you. Yeah. Because an invitation isn't always a very exciting thing. Sometimes it's just an opening. Sure. And that's kind of that's kind of a better energy I've found yeah. to get through some of that. So also um in that antidote category, it's um like shared humanity I put here, which Dr. Kristen Neff, um, she's kind of the pioneer of developing a lot of the self compassion like field. Yeah. And um that is one of the components of self-compassion that she really talks about is reminding yourself your your experience is something a lot of people experience. Mm. And it's not to diminish your experience. It's more to show you you're not broken. Right, right. You're not the one who's disqualified because yeah. you feel this or because you struggled this way. Sure. Um, and so the perspective isn't yeah. like, oh, you're just like everyone else. Right. The perspective is, hey. Actually, you're you're not the only one. There's a lot of people on this same journey yes. with this same experience There's, as you. You're still you know? okay, and yeah. you're not disqualified for yeah. going through this. Yeah. So that has helped me too. And then, yeah, that loving empowerment toward yourself, mm-hmm. and not like the pushing yourself down, shaming. Yeah. Empowerment. Yeah. So yeah. So I would just hope that um, those of you listening today that you maybe like your. Uh, curiosity was kind of piqued about looking at blame from maybe a different angle than you have. Noticing that blame actually takes choices away from you. It makes you feel less capable, where in the moment it can feel like a power trip. Right. But recognizing, like being really onto that, yeah. like what I can it's tell. actually doing versus what it feels exactly. like maybe it's doing. And that's yeah. where I, when I talked in the beginning about the people pleasing, like it's just such subtle, deceptive mm. ways that that yeah. takes my power away that I'm supposed to have and retain. I'm supposed to see that it's mine. Yeah. Nobody can take it away actually, but me. And so in these kinds of contexts, so noticing that blaming is not a power move, um, actually choosing to blame less, choosing to let go of a blame approach, mm. that's a power move. Sure. That's what's going to start giving you evidence again of your own capability, your adaptability, Things you would associate empowerment with. It might be interesting if you made, um, for those of you listening to, like making a little list of like, um, if I could ask, how am I responsible and what would I rather do in this situation or with this person in the future? Yeah. Make a little list, like a little bullet point list of just brainstorm. Sure. Just some different little ways you could see, you could tweak like how that showed up. You might end up wanting to say something more clearly. Maybe you realized I just didn't ever stand up for myself. 
And I'd like to do that. And then in that way, when you plan these types of things, these tweaks or these actions ahead of time, it actually takes a lot of that power trip, like the power trip emotion down. Yeah. And it shows you that that real strength in you is a very calm space. Mm. You don't have to prove to this person if you were to stand up for yourself. Instead, it would be something you're like, oh, I thought about this. This is the one thing that I just didn't say. Sure. Yeah. And I want to know that I said it. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's that would you rather energy, not yeah. like, what do I have to do next time? Or right. like, you don't have to make it that big thing. And so giving yourself evidence of like, I am who I want to be and I get to act like that more and more. Yeah. That's a really helpful thing with blame. So yeah, hopefully that was helpful. Alan, thank you for getting into those different aspects and like layers of your own experience too. Yeah, That's always helpful. Sure. Yeah. I hope, I hope yeah. people can relate and go, Oh yeah, I see I'm doing, yeah. you know, some version of one of those things and right. hopefully it can help, you know? Yes. That's, that's my hope too. So yeah. So for those of you listening, um, if anything that you heard today kind of hits home for you and you want more like it, definitely visit my link, www.linktree.com backslash coach Annalise. That's A-N-N-A-L-I-E-S-E. Um, and that does include a button there where you can schedule your free one hour discovery chat with me. That's just a, it's a no strings talk where I love to have you just kind of Tell me about maybe the situation you're going through or the relationship thing you're going through, maybe a goal you're shooting for. Um, and you and I just get to kind of brainstorm about that a little bit. Sometimes that's the only call that people need. And um, I really love being there for that. But also if you had questions about what coaching with me might be like and seeing ways that coaching with me might be able to help you live way less anxious and way more like your true self, um, that's really my hope for you. So that call is available to you. And I hope you live today more the ways that you want to. 